on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. We have returned. I'm delighted to say, I am Sam and I'm delighted about that, but I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Matt. Oh, it's good to be back, mate. I just need the kids back to school and it's going to feel like complete normality again. <laughs> oh, bless. Bless. Are, are you Are you one of those parents that's kind of like, love my kids, but I'm done. Take them well, back. Six months, six months worth of having them at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless them. They're little angels, mate. I've seen the TikToks you have. Little yeah. angels. I, I think the thing is, look, like most people know, with social media, what you see on social media, what happens <laughs> in your life, are two completely different things. <laughs> well, this is brand new information for me. Are you trying to tell me all those ladies on Instagram don't wake up looking like that? I find this hard to believe. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. Well, there, there, there ruins my dating plans for 2020. <laughs> As if this year wasn't carnage enough. Oh, uh, but everybody, welcome back. Uh, this is the new season for the Spurs News Podcast. We are back talking all things Tottenham. Uh, the season is about to start, which is mental. It feels like a season stops and starts every few weeks around here. Um. <laughs> But yeah, we're in August. Well, actually, no, lying to you, I'm in September now. Wow, 2nd of September as we're recording this. That's frightening. I, I genuinely thought we were in August for a second. I just, you know, it's, it's really gone quick, hasn't it? And I, and I always think, I think I've seen a meme about it where mm. uh, people are saying, you know, like when you get to the beginning of the year and they're like, oh, thank God that's over. Here's to, here's to yeah. the new year. The, the, yeah. Anyone who put that on the 1st of January of this year, it must yeah. be severely regretting it, or has gone back and deleted yeah. it. But this I, month, this um, this year's gone so quick, hasn't it? I I always look out for those ones that put out like, oh, you know, I've had a tough, you know, tough time of it lately. But you know, new year, new start, twenty twenty. You know, this is going to be my year. I love to know how those people are feeling right now because because <laughs> none of us in their realm of control. But I do know that you, if you're having a bad time of it, you can just be like, really, come on then, all right, bring it on, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A plague, you say. Right, yeah, fine, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, so we are talking, I mean, there's quite a lot to talk about, which is great. Um, the thing I want to open up the discussion with on this show is the Europa League draw we've had and what that does for our fixtures in September at the start of our season. Sure. Have you seen this? Do, do you know what I have? And um, it is a massive pileup. And I've, I wanted to mention on the on the podcast as well. I think we should have a competition. Whoever yeah. can pronounce the actual names of the teams that we potentially face can win a yeah, prize. Because well, I can't yeah, pronounce that's, that's any of them. That's me out. Yeah, without yeah. a shadow of that, I'm gone already. Um, the first team that I know of is Lokomotive Plovdiv. I presume that's how you pronounce it. I mean, that's I good. that's a fairly no easy idea. one compared to some of the others. I, yeah, I, I mean, Lokomoti, it's probably pronounced like Lokomoti Olamada or something like that. And I'm just, I'm like, right, it's Lokomotiv Plovdiv. Right, yeah, proper job. Are they, are they yeah. a Romanian team, aren't they? 
I believe so, yeah. Yeah, or oh, Bulgarian. Is it Bulgarian or Romanian? One of those uh, two. Actually, oh. no, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Bulgarian is the first, and then we possibly a Romanian team or, or someone else if we get past the Bulgarian team. But wow. I, I do have a friend from Romania, so I may ask him. Yeah, I, I mean, but, um, I, I, I was Danny Rose in the teams, and I just, yeah, it, it didn't give me much, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sorry, hang on. Danny Rosing the teams. Yes, that's got when, to be a thing when now, did isn't it? that become a thing? Oh wow, I like that. Yeah, I was a uh, Danny Rosing the new signing. That's brilliant. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm having that. Call that trademark Spurs News podcast. There you I'm go. Who needs googling when you have got Danny Rosing? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do some Danny Rosing. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, I'm having that. Um, but yeah, so basically, our season opens on the 13th of September. As I said, we're recording this the second. So we've got a little bit of time uh, But yeah, September the 13th We open with a home tie against Everton Obviously all of these fixtures are still behind closed doors uh, This game has been selected for a Sky, I believe uh, But then the 17th Which is, you know, just a few days later We travel to Bulgaria uh, To play in the second qualifying round of the Europa League Then on the 20th so bear in mind we're probably going to be getting back in the early hours of the 18th of the morning. We travel to Southampton. The 22nd, so just two days later, we will be playing in the Carabao Cup, also known as the League Cup. Or the Milk Cup, if you're as old as me. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Carabao Cup. Um, it gets better. So so this this is the week that I think is just... Insane, okay, so the 20th, Southampton, 22nd, League Cup, 24th, away in the Europa League to Romania or another country, you know, similar distance, and then on the 26th, home to Newcastle, so that is 20th, 22nd, 24th, and 26th, four games. Mental. It doesn't stop, because the 29th... Should we win our League Cup tie, and obviously it's all down to the luck of the draw and the, the strength of the team we can field, but should we win that, we'll be back in the next round of the League Cup on the 29th. Just a few days later, we play in the Europa League playoff, assuming again we've won our games, which is October the 1st. And then, due to TV, our fixture against Man United has been moved to October the 3rd. Wow. Yeah. So from the 13th of September to the 3rd of October, which I believe is two and a bit weeks. Yeah. Roughly two and a bit weeks. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games potentially. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I, I'm a big football fan, so the, the idea of us having nine games that you know close together is like, yay! But then at the same time, I'm kind of like, we really, really need to sign a striker. Because <laughs> yeah. Kane will be like, I'll play. <laughs> I'm yeah, after yeah, a goal-scoring record. Yeah. I'll play. We're yeah, playing yeah. against some team called Plovdiv. Line it up, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I could break my Europa League record this weekend. Um, we we need a striker. The fact we've let Troy Parrott go out on loan is a really good loan for him. He's gone to Millwall. He's going to be there for the season. Um, I think, obviously, the timings of it. Because the, the actual transfer window don't close till October. So, mm. in theory, we could have kept Troy around. Troy could have played in some of these games. 
But I'm guessing, you know, they wanted him in for pre-season and stuff, which is fair enough. If, if you know, they did pay us a loan fee, which I dare say is influenced a certain person who runs our football club. Sure. Um, I, yeah. Sorry, I, Matt, you were going to say? I, I think I'm not too bothered about Troy Parrott going online with the fixtures because yeah. I don't think... Um, I, I, it's a great... It's a great Potential, great talent, great potential. But I still don't think that Mourinho trusts him in the first team. Oh, definitely not. And and I can see why. You you know, like he played, didn't he play a a league a league cup game? Do you want one? We got knocked out on some silly team last year or Uh, this year. Oxford um, or Chesterfield or something. I don't think I don't think he started any games. I know he. I know he came on. Yeah. I know he came out. I, I mean, I don't think he impressed him enough. I think generally he just kind of like maturity, which is one of those chicken and egg scenarios because you're only really going to get that by playing first team football. Um, but then, of course, that's why the loan system exists because, mm. you know, Jose's looking at it going, I can't expose him at Tottenham because if he has a run of games like I fear he could, that could be the end of his confidence and we lose this great young talent. Um mm. But he's gonna he's gone to Mill in the championship. He scored two and two during their preseason. Picked up a injury, which is a little bit unfortunate, but apparently it's nothing serious. It, it seems to be one of those injuries that's ruling him out with the internationals, but he'll be back in time for Millwall. That's fair enough. So it can't be that serious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of those ones, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I kind of read it. I was like, Oh no, he's picked up an injury. Then I read what yeah. the Millwall manager said and I was like Oh yeah, yeah, All I right. see. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've seen those type of injuries before. Unfortunately, Harry Kane never gets them. No, <laughs> yeah, she gets real someone ones. have a chat. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> because he plays every bloody game. <laughs> uh, but anyway, not that I'm not that there's an agenda for me to sign another striker. But seriously, <laughs> sign another striker. Well, I, the thing is, you're right, and I'm, I mean, I know we've we've uh, me you and Dan and Law have discussed it on our, mm. on our messenger on the page, have, yeah. you know, about the the, the potential of, it, of almost having th- like two or three different squads, you know, yeah. like having a league squad, having a cup squad, and having a and a Europa League squad, and in, I, in September, definitely, yeah, yeah, and, and I mean that's why. You know, Joe Hart. It, when we signed him, like he was, you know, there was a bit of crit- on the on the whole, it was positive, but there was obviously yeah. a bit of criticism. Oh, he's washed out. You know, he yeah. can't even get into the Burnley uh, team. But <laughs> he's a he's a player. Talking about, you know, obviously mentioning earlier Parrott and a player possibly that Mourinho couldn't trust to lead the line in a Europa League squad. Joe Hart, yeah. you could completely trust him, couldn't you? You could be like, right, yeah, yeah you're you're the Europa League goalkeeper. You're the cup goalkeeper. Just. And that, and that and that completely cuts down then the amount of games Lloris plays. And I appreciate that's only one of the eleven, but no, you know, know. If, if but you... it does make a big difference because, like like we just said then about those fixtures, you've got a league game on a Sunday, Lloris starts, mm. a league cup game on the Tuesday, Gazaniga starts, and then a team's got to go play in Bulgaria on the Thursday, Hart starts. Yeah, yeah, and Hart. You know, one of the things I don't know if you've watched any of the um, friendlies. So I know Tottenham have made them available for free to season ticket holders and members. Did did you partake? Unfortunately, work denied me the opportunity to watch well, any of them. You, you didn't miss a massive amount. I mean, they're pre-season friendlies. <laughs> yeah. You know how it goes. Uh, but one of the things that really stood out to me is when Hart's on the pitch, the guy doesn't shut up. Yeah. And with no crowd or anything, you can really hear him. And he is on at the defenders from minute one. Mm. Like, I, I swear, if you were like uh, younger players, because he had, um, he, he played one of the time when he was behind a couple of the academy lads. 
that must give them quite a lot of help because you know this is for everyone slating that signing. This is a guy who's got seventy five international caps for England, has won uh, league titles, FA cups, league cups. That that's experience. That's kind of like when we signed Lorenzo, everyone pointed to that CV and went, "What a signing that is!" Yeah, sure. You know, we've signed the equivalent, but in a goalkeeper on a free this time, and everyone's going, "Ah, oh, he's washed up." What's the point in that? Well, yeah. Th- the point is, he's on less money a week than Vaughan was. He's classed as homegrown, and he adds all of that experience, which he can. You know, imagine imagine being one of the young goalkeepers at the club. You've got Larice there, captain of France, and you've got Joe Hart, seventy-five caps for England. You know, you're going to be over the moon to work with them. Yeah, of course. And I know, I know he won most of his trophies at Man City, and like it was, a, I'm not saying it's a, he's still a golden era now, I guess, for Man City. But he joined it yeah. during the start of it, and they were mm-hmm. coming really easy the trophies. But he still was part of that team that won them, you know. So yeah. I, I appreciate um, uh, uh, Guardiola come along and didn't didn't fancy him, and you know his career yeah. seems to have gone a bit downhill. But you can't take that experience. You can't take that win, winning mentality away. Yeah. It's always going to have that, and it's a bit like, like you know, you mentioned Lorente. I, f- I feel like as many you can, if you can bring in as many winners as you can, yeah. that it almost hopefully will, will kind of give, rub the mentality into the team. You know. Yeah, and that's uh, when you look at our recruitment because that was the next thing I was going to come on to after those fixtures. I mean, we just discussed Joe Hart. Um, <clears throat> this is the moment I've been dreading, by the way. We've also signed from Southampton Pierre-Emile Hoybier. Hoybier, yeah, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Just Thank think, you. just think. Uh, the way I, I, I remember it at the start was Hoy, the insect bee, and an air. Hoybier. I, I <laughs> Looks nothing love, like that. <laughs> I would love to say to you that I'm naturally gifted at pronouncing things. <laughs> However, you know this. I saved this. I know some of you don't know how to pronounce my name, so I'll give it to you here. Pierre Emile Hoybier. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. So, so I've I've had that. I've studied it. Studied it. I love it. <clears throat> Pierre Emile Hoybier. I think go. the reason the reason why it's a struggle is because he if you spell it like it's like it like well, if you no. say it like it, it's Hodgebjörg. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's the problem because he, he's um, Danish, right? And yeah. please, no one judge me for this. But the minute I saw his name, I went. Hodgebjörg, like that. And then I had the <laughs> Swedish chef from the Muppets come into my head, and I'm going, Hodgebjörg, Hodgebjörg. Oh, what a nightmare. He's such a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> please, yeah. please, don't, please don't be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, but Hodgebjörg, um, who addresses a pretty big hole in our in our team. You know, uh, Wanyama and Dyer did a good job as our kind of enforcers in the middle. Dembele as well, like just a powerful ability to control the ball. And we lost all of that, you know, for like two whole seasons, really, we've needed someone of that ilk. Um, Mm. And and we've signed him. Uh, We've done a very good deal in terms of, you know, financial outlay because he was in the last year of his contract. And obviously, you know, uh, they wanted to sign Carl Walker-Peters from us. So actual net outlay on that deal, I think it's about three million quid. For a player of his quality who came through the Bayern Munich, you know, academy and won two league titles in Germany with them has Premier League experience thanks to Southampton, it's a great signing. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he's impressed me so far. One of the things I've noticed in the friendlies, and of course, friendlies, 
they're they're about the minutes and fitness in the legs and a lot of people often overanalyze friendlies and I and I kind of have to stop myself from doing it because you're kind of watching like oh that's interesting Jetson Fernandez is playing right back yeah, he's going yeah. to play right back all season no it's it's likely that we need we're using the friendlies to look and go okay is that an option yes or no Whereas the fans are looking at it going, interesting, they've converted him to a right back. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a quick note of that from you, fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but for, from his point of view, he's been playing a lot higher up than I thought. But again, I think perhaps that's kind of, these are the players are available. I want you all to get minutes. This is the formation we're going to play to give you lot minutes, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So, so it'd be interesting. I, I mean, for Southampton, he kind of sat in the middle and broke up play, gave it to those who can, which is just what we need. So I imagine that's that's how we see him. Yeah, um, we were and, desperate for a player like that. So like you said, Sam, that's crying yeah, out. for Like yeah. you say, since Dembele's oh, gone. Just, this massive. Is, he's such a, like, you can't underestimate how good of a signing that is for us. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely because the, the ability for the defenders to have faith that they play the ball out to somebody, it's not going to immediately come straight back to them as well. You know, we're going to lay it out to this guy who's going to control it and move the ball forward. He's always going to be an option. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's massive, massive. And the fact he's very smart in what he does in terms of breaking up play. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to it. A lot of people when we signed him were, were negative. I, I think... Um, People get dragged into this kind of like, if it's not a 40, 50 million pound player from Milan, Ajax, something like that, they're a bad player. But, you know, people got to remember we signed Toby from Atletico, but he was on loan at Southampton. You know, we signed Wanyama from Southampton, Dyer from Sporting Lisbon Academy, pretty much. You know, you where you sign a player from doesn't really matter. It, it's what they can add in that you're building a team it's like pieces in a jigsaw and some of the best teams i've ever seen you know some of the players you fitted into that weren't superstars but without them the team looked rubbish yeah yeah sure um you know i'm trying to think and one of the best teams i've ever seen in the premier league era was obviously one of the man united teams and you could look at their sort of starting 11 and you'd pick out these amazing players and i remember seeing uh, one of their more one of their more recent teams you know like when they had Rooney and Ronaldo playing in the same team mm. Mm. and I always remember seeing an interview with both of them and they were both like um uh who was it um his name's gone completely out of my head uh midfielder Scottish kid Fletcher yes and, yes and they were like Fletcher. yeah when when he doesn't play you know we're, we're we we really miss him and I was kind of like really Fletcher <laughs> <laughs> you got this team of absolute really that guy and yeah. it, someone like put stats up after the interview, and it was like without him in the team, they concede on average one more goal a game. On wow. average, they have possession like ten percent less. And I was like, wow, yeah, that what an impact that is. And this is a guy who's basically with all these superstars around him. You, you never, but it was him doing his job that allowed them to be, you know, to be what they wanted to be. And that's exactly how I see Huibier. Yes. Yes. Not Hodgebergi. Hodgebergi. Hoybier. <laughs> That's exactly how I see him. I see him slotting in there, and all of a sudden, by having him, I think we're going to see the absolute best of La Celso, who in flashes we've seen look really good. And I think with him in there, La Celso next season is going to look even another step forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So our third signing is Matt Doherty. Or Doherty, not sure how you say it, but it's definitely one of those. Yeah. Um, come from Wolves, 
I gotta be honest with you, that seemed to come out of nowhere for me. It really I, did, didn't it? It yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was kind of caught me. But at the same time, he's classed as... I know he's an Irish international, but he's classed as homegrown because he spent uh, so many years in the Wolves Academy. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's 28, which is a bit of a shift from the usual Daniel Levy buy young, sell high policy, uh, which kind of s- says to me that perhaps Jose's having a bit of an influence there. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, he kind of ticks all the boxes. But what's interesting is a lot of people did these kind of like stat bombs uh, comparing him to Serge Aurier. Going forward, he has the second... In the last season, he had the second most assists from a fullback wingback position, only second to Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's like an assist machine, as we know. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. (laughs) But what kind of interesting on that is he doesn't take set pieces. Trent takes free kicks, takes corners on a regular basis. Uh, He doesn't. Um, So that's kind of interesting that he's contributed that much. So going forward, we're not going to lose anything, you know, with him replacing Aurier. Mm. Um, Going defensively, their stats were very similar. Some of the things Aurier showed higher in... And so my immediate reaction looking at that was, I know stats don't tell the whole story, but it was kind of like, oh, you know, that's, you know, we, we're looking for a fallback here. A defensive upgrade should have really been the priority. But then I stumbled across what I think Jose Mourinho's looked at and gone, yes, please. He won more aerial duels. I mean, he's a six-foot fallback, big guy. More aerial duels from set pieces, so from corners and defensive, than any of our defenders in fact, he won more. Or he won the same as all of them put together. Wow, <laughs> pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- sorry, that excludes Davinson Sanchez. Um, but if you were looking at Toby, Jan, Dyer, um, and uh, our fullbacks, I mean, our fullbacks aerial duels, uh, something like Serge Aurier, um, Ben Davis, like out of seven hundred or something like that, they won like a hundred. Uh, this guy is sort of like a has a success rate in the air of like eighty to ninety percent. That is clearly what Jose's looked at. And if it, and uh, there's a certain line in the documentary which we're going to talk about later. This isn't a spoiler because it's everywhere in the advert where Jose looks at Sir Joria and says, "I'm worried about you. You've got the t- you've got the ability to give away a shit penalty." <laughs> <laughs> He's so blatant uh, yeah. with it, isn't he? <laughs> he is. I mean, we're going to talk about that more later on because I know some people haven't watched them yet, so I want to do a clear divide. But that's in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. But you can understand with this guy coming in why this is a very Jose signing. Yeah. Um. So the three recruits so far, none of them are like kind of like, oh my word, a rush to the stadium. I need a shirt with that name on it. <laughs> uh, but they are solid good additions to the squad that are in areas that we have desperately needed to address. And that's, and that's the point, Sam. Like, you know, when, when we did our last podcast before the last season ended, yeah. you know, you said you wanted three three players in three specific positions. Yeah. Apart from yeah. the striker, we, yeah. we've all, we're almost there. I know he's actively mm. looking for one. But this is, this is the difference between previous um, transfer windows or the yeah. ones where we've actually signed players, you know. But... Yeah. Uh, I know we joked about signing, uh, you know, the the wingers and G, and the other. <laughs> yeah. but it was it was almost like like just buying players for the sake of it. Whereas now we we we're, we're buying players where we need them, yeah. and cl- clearly 
Mourinho, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want this. I don't want to sort of um, this come across as a criticism to Pochettino, but Mourinho is clearly make his uh, his influence is being heard. You know, yeah. which for me maybe points to the fact that Levy. It's the respect Levy holds for him that he's like, look, these are the positions I want. Go and get me them, and he's doing it. You know, he's getting yeah. them the players he wants. There's, so there's been, a, there's been a few interesting articles written by a few journalists actually on that subject um, because I, I I tend to consume so much of this stuff and read it, and and I can't remember who wrote it. And I'll look it up because if people are interested, just drop me a message and I'll let you know once I remember who it is. Mm. But the insight was really great because it was talking about how. Um, Mauricio Pochettino didn't like the idea of signing someone for signing someone's sake. He would look for key, certain people, and if he wasn't able to get target A, he'd turn around and say, don't buy me anyone. Daniel Levy, however, and the recruitment team at Tottenham would often look at it and go, well, no, you know, we've got this opportunity to bring this player in, this player in, and there'd be this kind of, uh, not tension, but this kind of back and forth. And Mauricio Pochettino was doing such great things with that squad his, you know, and again, this isn't a criticism because what he was saying was to go from where I am with this squad to the next level, we need to be signing players that are 40, 50 million bracket. You can't keep signing me players in the 10 million pound bracket and asking me to turn, you know, water into wine. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work like that. Mm. Jose Mourinho has come into a squad which has a lot of quality in it. And I know we as fans can sometimes look at our squad and feel a bit, I don't know, jaded with it perhaps, because we've had them all with us for so long. We've not won anything with this squad. So a lot of people feel this kind of visceral, yeah, but what are they though? You know, everything like that. Let's make no mistake, Chelsea are doing phenomenal things, spending a lot of money to improve their team, their first team. But they signed a fantastic striker in Timo Werner this window. The reason why they've had to go out and spend that money is because they didn't have that before. We have Harry Kane. Mm. So when people are going, oh, Chelsea have gone so far past us. No, we have Harry Kane. They now have Werner. That's leveled that playing field. The difference is they also have two other strikers in Tammy Abraham and Giroud. We don't have that. We That's where we need to recruit. They have Kante, who does that job in the midfield, which lets others go and play. We didn't have that. We've now signed that, you know, in, in Hoybier. Yeah. I'm saying his name on a regular basis just to prove I can. <laughs> yeah. But but you see my point with that? It's like, yeah, do, we are yeah. now signing players, and yeah, they might not be this marquee signing that you're seeing the other teams are, are doing in different places. I mean, the latest one, which people are a little bit upset about, is, you know, Van der Beek has gone to Manchester United, or will be very soon. And there's a lot of stuff about how we've been linked with him for such a long time and stuff like that. And yes, we were. We went for Tango and Dumbele the, the summer last. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino, that was the player he wanted. That was the player we signed. Mauricio's left. It's just not worked with him in Jose. Whether that can be solved, I don't know. You know, that's a whole other subject to push to that side. But we could have signed the beak instead of Undumbele then, and we could have. But this summer we just didn't have the funds for that. You know, you don't have forty million to sign him. Man United did. They realised they're not going to get Sancho this window, and they knew they needed to appease their fans. The reality is, where does he fit in that Man United team? Yeah, yeah <laughs> They've exactly. signed him, 
now what? Mm. <laughs> Whereas mm. with us, you know, he wouldn't have fitted in unless we were letting Undon Bele leave, etc. Which, of course, again, is a whole other thing. But from a recruitment point of view, then, we're looking at strikers. And me and Dan have got this running thing because there's a striker that we are constantly linked with that actually turns my stomach that he could pull on our shirt. And I've got no real reason to dislike him, if this makes sense. It's like, he's never, he's not done anything to me. <laughs> he's not done anything bad. He's not like someone who I see like on a football field and just think, oh, I hate that guy. But I just don't want him to sign it. And that's Troy Deeney from Watford. And I can't give you a valid reason, because he suits Mourinho down to the ground. He's a real narky, nasty, horrible kind of centre-forward. I just... I don't know. I just cannot see him being a Tottenham player, and I, I have no idea why. But Dan's all for it. What yeah. about you? What do you yeah. think? I think he'd be a good signing, and he'd fit into that uh, one of those. You know, I don't. He's, he wouldn't fit into the Premier League squad. You know, as long as obviously Kane stays injury yeah. free, Kane will always be the number one striker there. But yeah. for the cup squad and for the for the, for the European uh, the Europa yeah. League squad as well, he'd be perfect. He'd be absolutely perfect. And that is the, you know, you've you've got that that first game that we've uh, we've got against Plov, Plovdiv, yeah. whatever you pronounce it, and you know you've got that manager there saying. Oh, I'm glad oh, we got yeah, Spurs because yeah. I want them to. But you know, you imagine a player like Troy Deeney turning up and going, ain't, "Ain't having that, mate." You know, and you can imagine him banging a couple of goals in and just sort of putting yeah. putting that to rest. You know, and that's the kind of striker we probably need. So, and what the way I think it fits perfectly as well is, a he's a Mourinho type of player, and b because of his age, he probably, and and I'm only comparing it with age, not with mm. with trophies won or anything, but. Lorente was at a similar point point in his career, yeah, and and he point, was yeah. kind of fairly happy sitting on the bench. You know, he always has a smile on his face. He's not like a twenty one, twenty two year old who's desperate to be in the first team. Is going to get the ump because yeah. he can't get. You know, he's never going to get past Kane. Whereas he would probably, I think it suit him a bit like Hart. The Hart signing, I think that's probably yeah. another one where, you know, Hart's in a sort of almost autumn winter of his career now, isn't he? Yeah. And he, he probably knows he's going to get a few games at Tottenham because of the, like you said, at the beginning of the, beginning yeah. of the podcast, the ridiculous fixture list we've got, you know, the pile up. So I think it would be a good fit. I really do. Like one or two year contract. Um, I'd, I'd like it. I'd like it. Well, I think you're both mad. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I will concede that I, there's, there, I can't put a finger on it. I don't know what it is about him, but um, there, there are certain players I'm like that. Charlie Adam was one. I like. Yeah. I, I know he put tackles in on bail, which upset a lot of people. Um, but I, he was someone who I just, you know, we got linked with him once, and I was like, no thanks. No. Do, do you know? Do you know the narkiest player that is obviously available at the moment, but he's way <laughs> out of. You know what I'm going to say, didn't you? Well, I'm he hoping be... you're going to say Diego Costa. <laughs> I was going to say Suarez. <laughs> yeah. Well, both of them are available. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's finish the transfer roundup with this then. I mean, this is kind of, this is an interesting thing. So, the strikers that are available does include Troy Deeney. He is available to leave Watford. Uh, Callum Wilson at Bournemouth's another player we've been linked with a lot. Um, Diego Costa has been offered to us, it would appear. But he's been offered around, not just to us. Uh, he's got one year left on his contract. Uh, Suarez can leave Barcelona on a free. <sighs> So you've got these players that are available and it's all down now to what the club... It's kind of like an ambition check, if you mm. if you feel me on this. It's kind of like, do you go Troy Deeney, which to me feels like that season we signed Saha? Yes. 
Or do you go for Suarez? Do you go for Costa? You're going to pay them more money, but at the same time, they're going to contribute more. But also, they're going to light a fire under a few. Oh, Imagine yes. being Harry Kane and Troy Deeney showing up as your competition. With the <laughs> greatest respect in the world, Kane's going to go, <laughs> you're right, mate? Enjoy Bulgaria. He yeah. ain't going to feel a threat on his first team spot. Imagine Diego Costa showing up to training. Yeah. Or Suarez showing up. Kane's going to be like, oh, hello. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I need to step right. up a little yeah. bit here. <laughs> okay, I need to... All right, finally, you know, all right, I've got yeah. to be on my game. And that's it's kind true. of what you want. And also, you know those players in their competitiveness. They won't join and go, all right, Harry, don't worry, you have the league, mate. They'll be like, you were crap last game, you didn't score. My go, Gaff. Yeah, you know? yeah, completely. Um, yeah. You know, and that's kind of what you want. And it's a real interesting point of view. I mean, we do have this kind of balancing act with homegrown players we have to adhere to. So, you know, seeing Serge Aurier leave, for example, I know Juan Foyf has been linked with a fair few deals with different clubs. I know even Sissoko has now been linked with a move to France. I've seen a fair few of our players who are not classed as homegrown being linked away. So I think perhaps at the moment, who we sign as a striker could greatly be dictated by who we know is going to leave. Mm, mm. But it has to be done fairly quick. Cause like I said, you know, we've got a week and a bit until those fixtures start and you really want to get a second striker in so he can go to Bulgaria. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, Kane agree. should not yeah. be playing the league, the league cup and the Euro. I mean, that's mental. No, no, no absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, so there we go. I mean, that's kind of like the round of everything. We are now going to move on to talk about the Amazon documentary, All or Nothing. I know a few people haven't watched it. One person wrote on the page earlier on today about, oh, I'm waiting until they're all out and I'm going to binge the lot. So if you haven't watched them yet, this is episodes one, two, and three we're going to be discussing. Feel free to switch it off, you know, and come back to us another time um, uh, next week, in fact, because we're back now. But um, here we go. Episode one of the Amazon All or Nothing documentary. Here are my notes in bullet point order. <laughs> okay. First note I had about the first episode was how very little Pochettino was featured and how I have mixed feelings on that. <laughs> it was ridiculous, wasn't it? it, 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 it. Do you not feel like Tom Hardy basically went, this is Tottenham. <laughs> Richard Pochettino was the manager, now he's not. Here we go! <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, ridiculous, right. and, and do, do you know what they? Um, because he was in it for such a short period of time, yeah. I felt like they 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 cut off a couple of. Well, I can think of one specific example, but <laughs> they cut off things that had happened during yeah. those one or two months, and it was bizarre. It was really yeah. like I know it's as you as you watch through the episodes, you realise how much how charismatic Mourinho is and I'm not saying Pochettino <laughs> wasn't charismatic because I, I think he I was I don't well. think he wanted that documentary mate no, I don't think yeah. he wanted that at all because the one thing they have of him talking with uh, Jesus sat next to the pair of them were just like you're in my office yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. it was like <laughs> what do you want I'm here exactly I'm talking true. to you I'm being paid to talk to you now go yeah. away yeah, and they were talking um, in Argentinian as well, weren't they? They're like, we're not even going to talk English. Yeah, yet, I know. <laughs> I, I did. I did get that feeling. Like, oh, do any of you speak Argentinian? No, great. No, great. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah, if we're gonna have this conversation, you can translate it later. Where I basically call you all sons of. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love the man. The things he did for the club, the way he re-energized me to get back engaged with the club. I will forever love him. Um, but the reason why I said I have mixed feelings on this is because one of the things I was dreading going into this documentary is seeing that end again, mm-hmm. because it was painful. Mm-hmm. That that you know, seeing how that ended was like a marriage breakup. You know, it was like. Uh, you know, a sibling leaving the fact it was awful, and I didn't want to relive that. So mixed feelings that I feel like you de- he deserved more than what he got. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad it got edited to just, you know, top- Richard Bocchino transformed this club. He did great. Didn't start very well. He had to be sacked. We move on, and, mm. and I kind of feel like, yeah, right. I get why you've done that. I feel I feel okay about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm delighted they didn't have the film crew in watching him be sacked because I think I don't think I could have handled that. I think that would have been too much, way too much. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with with this kind of it's this fly on the wall documentary yeah. style. You almost feel like they've got to record it. It's like watching. It, feel, it feels like watching Big Brother sometimes. Yeah, and we and yeah. with Big Brother, literally, apart from them going to the toilet, you see absolutely everything. Yeah, but I'm glad, like you said, that they had a bit of kind of what's the word they, they give him some of his um, dignity didn't they you know yeah not, they did and I, seeing I'd, it. I'd be interested to know how much of that was uh directed you know i mean we'll never find out but did daniel levy say you know the show starts now did yeah. the amazon like on the first day get more out of jose than they had in three months from Bosch yeah, and go, yeah, yeah, do yeah. you know what this is now the jose show which i thoroughly <laughs> believe could be true why do we call it all or nothing? Why do we just yeah, call it well, the, yeah. the Jose, the Jose show? show? Also featuring Tottenham Hotspur Football <laughs> yeah. Club co-star and Daniel Levy. Oh, and I got to bring this up because, and I can't remember who did it, but if you're listening to this and this was your comment, your tweet, well done. I saw after the first episode aired, someone tweeted, um, "Daniel Levy seriously should get an Oscar nomination. He is really convincing as a human being with emotions in this episode." <laughs> Like bravo, well done. Yeah, um, it, it's ne- weird seeing him, isn't it? Because like my... we, if we have Levy, just most yeah. of, like all most of the picture you build up of him is what you hear in the press, and obviously just seeing him sitting under his suit on the sort of the the best bit of the stadium. But you don't yeah. tend to see him as a person, and it's so, it's so no. weird seeing him, no. isn't it? It seems as this kind of like background Darth Vader, the yeah. Emperor kind of figure. <laughs> And he's a nice he, guy. <laughs> you sort of expect every time he walks into the room, everyone just to go silent and like dun 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 yeah. dun dun. dun. <laughs> um, I'll tell you something I saw in this. Daniel Levy discussing sacking Pochettino. One of the things he said, I've written this in the notes, stuck with me. He said about how he hoped that in a few weeks they might be able to get their friendship back, but at the moment things were a little raw. Mm. There's some footage there, isn't there? Yeah. There, there's some Amazon footage there somewhere of Pochettino calling him every name under yeah. the sun yeah. in several languages. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you little prick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Won't you grow some air? Um, yeah. Also, there's the next day where they're there and Jan Vertonghen's like, "Oh, I think they knew it was coming," and Harry Kane's like, "Nope." No. Daniel yeah. just said, "Hey, can I have a word? You're being sacked. You've got to leave now." Smart, oh. isn't it? Yeah. Brutal, brutal. Did that bring it back to you as well? Because I remember us recording the podcast, like Pochettino's been sacked, and we were like, oh yeah, we're going to have to record that, we're going to have to put that out there. And the next morning, Jose's been appointed, and we were like, 
what the yeah. f- <laughs> it was mental and you know it's funny as well and this is making a big brother reference earlier with it yeah when they what the way they filmed it it was like they were sitting there weren't they and mm. it almost felt like they didn't know who was going to be taking no. over no but then no. but then wink harry wink starts talking about it, it'll be on social yeah. media. Like, of course like it's not big brother mm. they actually have access to the internet like we do you yeah. know i, I but, think i think it was kind of like because you you just brought up winksy there and I, i've written that down as a bullet point winksy talking about media coverage because Something that I think a lot of people forget when they're tweeting at these players and they're writing on our Facebook posts and stuff, they read some of this. They stuff. see it, yeah, yeah, they do. And yeah. you know, oh, people are like, yeah, well, whatever, you know, I wanted him to know he was shite. Well, mate, mm. no, think about it, what you're doing, <laughs> because yeah. it was like a real slap reminder to me of like the responsibility uh, like we have when we're putting stuff on our Facebook page to like fifty odd thousand fans. Or 60,000. 63,000 now, Sam. 63,000, yeah. wow. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a humble brag. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Oh, let me, one moment, everyone, I'm just flexing. Um, and like when we're talking on this podcast as well, you know, and it kind of like really hit me because, I mean, I've had it in the past where a few of the academy players have p- p- called me out on stuff, which has been very humbling for me. Mm. Um but yeah, it did just kind of hit home when he when he said that. I don't know if you felt the same, but you said it. And I was like, oh wow. Yeah, That's and a... I don't know if you're going to mention it, but but in I think episode two, <laughs> Delhi Delhi talks about it as yeah. well about but, but how also, they read what what people say. But like every TV is set to Sky Sports News in this place. Yes. So they're all sat watching that, and of course we have probably one of my favourite things from episode one is Jose Mourinho sat there frantically setting his desk up. He's moving everything where he wants it. He's got all these like mementos and stuff, and he's setting it all up. And he's there writing notes, and he's got Sky Sports News in the background, and you hear. Yeah, I can't believe they've you know they've appointed Jose Mourinho. I mean, is that the kind of football they want? And you see him look up like oh, whatever. Goes, no, he, he, goes, carries, no yeah. he goes fuck off. I tell yeah. you after this. <laughs> I, I was kind of like, okay, I was on the fence about Jose Mourinho. You just won me over. It's cruddy. It really, it really tickled me that bit because I think he does really actually bad. go, oh fuck off, and just turns yeah, it off. He it? does, yeah, because it's the way he's like he's working, and it, you can tell it's in the background. And he's sort of half heard it. And he looks up like. Oh, never mind. Carazon, Carazon. And then he hears them say, you know, oh, he's a has-been, he's washed up. Oh, fuck off, bang. I was like, that's brilliant. And yeah, I also, I find myself swearing more after watching this documentary. I'm oh, blaming Jose completely for this. I think you I think you said, you mentioned it the other day. You said, was he taught English by someone who was some, from Tourette's? <laughs> that, that, is, that is what I said, yeah. that That is a very Sam thing to say. <laughs> Um, because it is like you fucking listen. Also, was Carl Walker Peters sold because he refused to be called Walker or Peters? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was like, make your, what do you say? Something like, make your mind up or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jose, no, no, Jose, bad Jose. <laughs> you can't do that. But he goes, Walker, would you prefer Walker or Peters? And he goes, I prefer Walker Peters. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's dude, right. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's the boss's first day. <laughs> do, do you know what I was thinking when I was watching that first one as well? I was thinking, you need Mourinho in your life because he would get all your pronunciations for you. Yeah. You know, I like with the Tanganga one. Yeah. He's like, I like to be yeah. called Jose. He said, yeah, I know that, that moment for me. But I also, again, and this is. This is not me just gushing, but I also really like that as a person that he walked straight up to him and clarified it. Yeah. 
because people are very nervous about doing that. Like, oh, you know, how do you pronounce your name? And people are nervous nowadays because they think, yeah. oh, if I ask that question, maybe it makes me sound like, you know, I'm a bit racist or something. Yeah, sure. But but you just walk straight up. How do I get that right? Because I hate it when people get my name mm. wrong. And that was perfect. You know, it's, it's exactly the way to do it. Yeah, it's definitely an English thing. I mean, I can, I can remember uh, at work, I was... <laughs> I was covering at a different station the other day and yeah. uh, so I was, didn't know the people there and one, one of the women that was working there she had a, a, a name badge on it it said Jane on a name badge yeah. so I called her Jane because that was on a name badge for the yeah. entire shift I must have called her about a dozen times yeah. and then after that I kept saying to people oh I was working with Jane and we're like we've never heard of Jane and it <laughs> transpires that there's about 50 Jane uh, name badges in every every uh, depot and if you can't find your own wow. one just pick a Jane or a John so wow, like, yeah, but she, but she, but the, but, but what the point I was going to make was in England, she never corrected me once. She never said my name's no. not Jane, no. and and and, and I'd be the same if someone was calling me the wrong name. You kind of just feel embarrassed to correct yeah. them, don't you? No, I, yeah, no, that, that's probably. <laughs> I, I, I get it a lot, but I I don't understand how it happens. Like if I'm on the phone, I say hello, Sam speaking. And I go oh, and I get people go oh, hello, Stephen. Oh, <laughs> it's like, that Sam sound... it. Like I get it. Like I, I got um, uh, you know, Jeff or something like that, and someone says, Jeff. You know, I got a lady who works with me called Jess, okay. and sometimes like someone will say, "Oh, you need to ring up and speak to Jess," and people will ring back and go, oh, "Hello, is Jeff there?" I understand how that can be misheard <laughs> yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Sure. But like, hi, my name's Sam. Oh, hi, Stephen. <laughs> no, Don't you like literally it, heard the it? noise, and your brain told you a name, didn't it? You, you yeah. haven't listened. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I like that. That was interesting. Another thing I've got written down here is Dell is lazy in training. My word! First day, walk in, you're a lazy fucker. I know. He was so he's so blatant. But yeah. I think the thing is with him, he's so charismatic, and yeah. so you just you, you can't get upset by it, can no, you? You like no. that? These that's what I was thinking because the whole way through the first three episodes, it, I kept having to remind myself that these are millionaires. These are very yeah, rich yeah. people, but. Yeah. When under Mourinho, it's almost like he, he it's, it, it must be so difficult to get that balance between yeah. not wanting to piss off someone that's really rich and probably quite entitled, yeah. but also want to come come across authoritative. And he does it. He just has you, his natural way of doing it, doesn't he? You can understand why Pogba didn't like him. Yes. You can yes. understand why certain people at certain clubs don't mm. like him. And you can also understand why others love the guy, like yes. his family. Yeah. Because I think he says it, and I don't know what episode he says, if you give 100%, you'll think I'm the nicest guy, you know, you'll love me. If you shirk, if you don't put that in or anything like that, you're going to hate me. Mm. And I think, like, what he says to Dali, Delhi as well is like, you, I wouldn't be saying this to you if I didn't like you. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. this is kind of a thing you need to realize. I would not be this harsh if I didn't rate you. I'd be going, yeah, yeah, get him away from here. He's rubbish. Mm. Mm. Um, what did you think about the meeting with Kane? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's um, it's funny because you, I, I always, I think I've said this to you in previous mm. podcasts, but. I always like you know people like fans that aren't Spurs fans will say to me, "Oh yeah, you, Kane's going to be gone," and I yeah. keep saying to them, "Look, I reckon Mourinho said to him, I'm going to win you something." <laughs> yeah. You know, just and it, and it and it almost come across in that, and, didn't it? And you know? I, I I honestly thought of you, and on my note here, I put yeah. Kane meeting, and I'll put in brackets Matt because me and you, you have you said that to me, and I think you've repeated it to me multiple times I think Jose's approach with Kane would have been you stick with me kid mm. you know but I something about Jose which constantly kind of 
that I'm the special one kind of arrogance about him, that air about him. And the, when he was talking to Kane, he was like, you know, I want you need to explode to become like Messi and that. And then he yeah. goes, because, you know, me, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, uh, right. My yeah. profile is like <laughs> massive. You know, yeah, just true. me being here, all of you, bigger yeah. now. Just, yeah. just from me being here, I'm like, hmm, not short on self-confidence, are you, sir? No, no. <laughs> Yeah. But I I like I got the impression like Kane in that meeting, you know, that was kind of exactly probably what he needed to hear on that day. Mm. You know, cuz it would have been easy with Pochettino leaving to think, "Oh, I'm done." You know, I've 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 tried everything I can with the club I love. I need to go and win something. And I think us appointing Jose Mourinho, a lot of that came into it with Daniel Levy. I think a lot of that in his thought process must have been I need someone to come in and the players to go, "Oh, wow." <laughs> yeah you you can see as well I know you, you alluded to it earlier but when uh, Kane told everyone how Pochettino was sacked yeah he sounded pissed off didn't he yeah he did that's yeah, yeah that was my, he sounded sounded like I'm not happy with that I'm not happy, I'm not with happy the all. way yeah. someone I respected was treated which I can understand yeah. Um. so my last note I don't know if you've got any but my last note which is my favourite moment of all three episodes so far Go is when Joe Sacramento the assistant coach is giving Jose a bit of a briefing on what he's learned about the squad <laughs> and he says to him one of the things that surprised me is that Musa Sissoko has a big influence on the dressing room. And Jose just looks at him and goes, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> really threw, didn't it? I, I lost it. I absolutely lost it. Because I'm like, that is such a reaction that every Tottenham fan to that news would have had. Which is yeah. like... Yeah, Musa Soko, massive influence on the dressing room. Oh fuck! Yeah, <laughs> you mean I can You mean I literally cannot fire the guy on day one, right? Okay, all right. But that, that was that was great. But I mean, it's, that you, was you can see that you can see the influence. Like, see, I, I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a lot of it's psychology. Like yeah. if you were a psychologist, this would be the like the you would have a field yeah. day watching You'd this. Love it, yeah. All the different Body language, personalities yeah. and and everything that's going on is so much going on. But the was it episode two when we played Burnley and or episode three? Yep. I can't remember which one it was. Um, hang on, let me check my notes. Check your notes. <laughs> episode two, Sonny's goal against Burnley. There we go. Uh, no, that's episode three. Episode three. But he um, so. That was that was the, the highlight of the day, wasn't it? I mean, it's, yeah, it's a highlight. Yeah. It was a highlight, almost highlight of the season. It's such an amazing goal, yep. and it got obviously goal of the season. But when they all went back into the dressing room, it was all about Sizoko, wasn't it? And they was all singing yeah, his name. I know, and, yeah. a, and I appreciate because he doesn't score many goals. It's really random yeah. seeing him a goal, but I appreciate that. It but, shows how popular he must be. But but you 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 <laughs> thought they would all be coming in just like going, Sonny, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe they would. Like you, that's another difficult thing. And again, it's the editing. Yeah, and I pre- yeah. and I'm and I'm, I'm going to. I promise I'll try to make this the last time I say the word Big Brother, but it's the same with that. When you watch half an hour of that and you're yeah. and you're editing and you and you're not seeing the whole story, you need to probably see the whole twenty four hours. And maybe they were yeah. congratulating and going, That was ridiculous, but you we only saw like Suzoko getting all the all the attention after that game. Yeah. No, I agree. And I um I, I do on a few occasions when I'm watching this show think to myself, I wanna have that voiceover guy, you know. Day, day 76 in Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Musa Sissoko has come to the day room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? It's definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, so are you happy to move on to episode two? Yeah, let's go, let's go. Uh, episode two, and this is a moment I actually messaged you over. I, I felt this was such a big moment I needed to share it with somebody. And that is, what the hell is this TV show doing to me? I quite like Serge Aurier now. 
Yeah, he's a nice guy, man. Yeah, he's, he that come was across really a nice guy. aggravated me. <laughs> I think I think the problem with Aurier is I just look and 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 it's only me just guessing, but I it's don't think he's, he's the brightest. But he's a bit like Carl Walker, I think. Where yeah, you know, you're not far. Look, I, I think I think the intelligent like, it, like and we saw it, didn't we, in lockdown when he was publicly getting his hair cut and stuff. It's like you yeah. need Serge, you need to think about these things, like you know, and and, and I think probably. That's what lets him lets him down on the pitch, I think, sometimes. But like as a oh, as a person, he like and, and, and as a football like you know, I think he's he's a football player in there yeah. and as a person, like you said, he's a lovely guy. Well, he? he went he was basically doing this school visit and stuff, but the thing that you know, they're all contracted to do this stuff, right? So I'm not saying what a great guy giving up his time to do it, but mm. when you're listening to him talk about why he thinks it's important, that kind yeah. of got me. I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, all, yeah, and also, that's a different well. side to the man that I've not seen before. Yeah, I agree, Sam. And I was going to say, when you um, you can normally tell, and like and like you rightly said, they get contracts to do these things. Yeah. But when, when you when he was with the kids, you could yeah, see how yeah. naturally it was yeah. like you know for him to just uh, you know like that. Yeah, there was all having the smiles on their faces yeah. and stuff. And you can imagine not to not everybody that kind of thing comes naturally. And, and yeah. you can imagine there's football players that have got to do it but feel awkward. But he didn't look awkward at all. Here's here's a little stupid thing. At any point watching these three episodes in any of the crowd scenes where they're jumping on each other or when he's walking in a crowd for the school kids did you think oh what are you doing get yeah, up away social distance people yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not just that it's just the crowd Sam I know like, I, like, I, I know, oh. like, I know there's, there's results that have got me down being reminded of them but yeah. I genuinely think and I genuinely mean this I think the biggest thing that makes me sad is just the fact that Seeing the crowd then, and like watching yeah. watching the games, because I was at that like you know so many games I was at, like I was at the Burnley game, and yep. my God, when Sonny scored that goal, it just no. oh, just the, the stadium was electric, and it is yeah, that there, is the, the no, biggest thing. There's no substitute for that feeling. No. There isn't. I mean, from the players being on the pitch to feeling it to the fans, there's no substitute, and Do- I think everybody's missing it. Yeah, do you know what? Just just very briefly, a, a friend of mine I work with who's has got a season ticket at Manchester United, and it's a lot yeah. cheaper than my one. But uh, no. they're they're I'm getting a bit of you know they're emailing me occasionally with things like you know for example like paying the twenty percent so far and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they're being very um, they're sending in quite a lot of information uh, to him uh, being yeah. a Man United season ticket holder. And they they said to him that they're going to have a I think like sometime in October they think they're going to trial a game, yeah. Uh, but what they're going to do, what they've put in the instructions is you've got to wear a mask, mm-hmm. and it's I think it's every third seat and every third second row back or something. Yeah. And I've also said please don't make a sound as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, in the, no, right. So that, you've I've got to that. sit. You've got to sit in, in silence. silence. Yeah. I mean, come on. Is, is what's, it? Is what's it, the point in going? What, what is the point? What is the yeah. point? I, I, I don't think. The fans would do that. I mean, look, look, say, say, say it's a North London, like you know, we're, we're yeah. playing Arsenal, you're exp- and, and we score, and we're meant to sit there in complete silence. I mean, sit, it's, sit, it's, there your, sit there on your hands, yeah, keep oh, your mouth on. closed. I, just, I, 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 pre- <clears throat> I appreciate, I appreciate that. Look, you know, there's a reason why they're doing this, and they're trying to fit square pegs into round holes, yeah. almost at the moment. But it's, it's just, it just to my point that uh, the last. The last consultation paper I read was no singing, not no noise at all, just no all right. singing. All right. It's like yeah, cheer or whatever, but no, they didn't want people singing. I mean, they've like banned choirs and stuff, which I kind of get. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, it, it's it's still a mess. It still needs to be addressed. But yeah, st- sticking to episode two, um, what did you think about the Eric Dyer meeting? 
Yeah, I, I, I actually make a note of that. <clears throat> Hearing Eric Dyer talking Portuguese in Portuguese. Yes. Now, that's weird. That <laughs> was weird, but kind of cool as well. Yeah, I, I mean, the, th- the thing is, right, you, you look at him and he just looks your quintessential English meathead. Meat right, <laughs> don't you, you know? And uh, he's who, really not. He's not at all. No. Uh, and he, he, he's, but he, it's weird because I've always said this, that, um, like... If you if so Spanish and Portuguese is is very uh, similar. The actual yeah. language is very similar, yeah. isn't it? But if you but listening to Jose Mourinho, yeah. I think it like I think the Portuguese accent almost sounds quite Eastern European. I don't know if you think the same. It's very it sounds very blunt, and I can imagine him talking Russian with that kind of accent that he's oh, got. Oh, yeah, when they're actually speaking Portuguese, yeah, yeah. So, so in the accent, it's got, it's, it's got a less of a kind of poetic he twangs yeah, it more which of an is, abrupt yeah completely yeah. and then and then like because I always say you compare that to Rafa Benitez and you know you could listen to Rafa yeah. Benitez talk all day in that lovely <laughs> sort of Spanish flowing voice of it. but Eric Dyer did just did he didn't obviously he didn't have that that accent did he so he's no. talking Portuguese but like and it just it sounded almost like he was kind of like making it up as he was kind of long you know and yeah. it's almost like is those subtitles what he's actually saying or is he just... yeah no, no yeah it'd be great if the subtitles were just like question marks we yeah. don't know what he's saying well, none of us are sure Jose's just nodding to him I don't yeah, think he completely. knows either um, you can you can see why he's so he likes him though can't you because you, of you the can Portuguese yeah, clique, yeah. There, there's yeah. that connection but also I think he's genuinely a, a a good person quite more intelligent than any of us given credit for Completely, um yeah. I, i'm going to be very interested to see the coverage around the incident where he goes storming into the stands if yes. that makes it yes um uh, jose meeting all the staff at lily white house was a nice thing um i don't know whether that's something he would have done anyway or whether that's just something because amazon are there i don't know but i like to think it's something he would have done anyway mm-hmm um, him telling the accounts people he loves them made me laugh. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah here are the people who paid the money. Love you. You guys are the best. <laughs> well, you get 30 million a year, no yeah. wonder. <laughs> yeah, and that's truth. Um, Daniel Levy, however, then said a line which made me a little bit cross where he talked about the community and how much the club cares about the people. And I'm thinking two months after you said yeah. that, you jackass, you refused yeah. to pay the staff. Mm. But we will address that when that episode airs, Daniel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really hope they cover that campaign of pay the staff because I was prolific with that. Yeah. Every tweet that club put out, I answered with, that's lovely. I pay the staff. Pay the staff, <laughs> yeah. You, and you actually, you, you, you swayed my thinking as well. Uh, well, it, well, it was it was frustrating that mm. I mean that there yeah I mean I'd be interesting to see how that's covered because there has been a couple of things already I've noticed haven't made the cut and I'm kind of like that's interesting yeah um, do, do you know do you know I was going to mention the, so the thing I was going to mention earlier that didn't make the cut yeah which which surprised me was and I, and, I, and probably like I said earlier because they wanted to get Pochettino era out there very quickly yeah. but but Larice breaking his arm yeah yeah that now that, that's the covered. that's the club captain. Um, Sonny's red card for whilst breaking what's in it and being in tears and in bits and oh, yeah. of course yeah that's another yeah. one I thought of yeah and and that's why I was gonna that's what makes me because when I was watching it I was thinking why is Kane making like doing the pre um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. The pre- where is Larice? oh yeah he's injured <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but now I'm fascinated to see how Larice does it because yes, yeah, Kane, the dynamic. Kane, yeah. yeah, Kane was just fucking go out there and win a game, <laughs> and that was it. Like you know, that, and that I wonder whether Lloris... <laughs> there, there was not much Churchillian about no. Harry Kane. Really, right? Minute one, we go in and we fuck him up. Come on, yeah, like, that's what it was okay. every time, wouldn't it? I mean, fair enough, Harry. That's what yeah. we need to do. Yeah, 
I, lo- I love the. I don't know if it was episode two or three when Mourinho goes, "Do you want me to do this one or should I do this yeah. one?" He's like, "Yeah, you do it." Like, yeah. I was thinking because Mourinho's <laughs> probably thinking, "I'm going to just maybe make it a bit more diplomatic." You know, they <laughs> yeah. just fucking go out there and yeah. win. <laughs> this time, I'm going to tell the lads to maybe you know mark people, maybe yeah. throw some tackles in. <laughs> yeah. you know? Just go out there and murder them is not necessarily the tactic. I mean, I love the energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I wrote down a bullet point: Harry Kane is captain. But I mean, you've just covered that. That was kind of quite funny. Um, Jose de Serge, I mentioned I'm really afraid of you giving away a shit penalty that cracked me up because it's basically what every fan has said for the longest yeah. time. You know, Aurier's gonna yeah. Aurier at some yeah. point, yeah. he will Aurier all over the place, and we're gonna pay for it. Um, I'll tell you something I, I not struggled with, but something I find really quite hard to watch was Dyer's reaction to being substituted early in that game. Um, he was devastated. And, you know, the footage of him at half-time, where he's just sat there like he's in a trance, the footage of him getting changed on his own when everyone's left, the footage of him, you know, after the game, and even when he's talking. But one of the things I did take from that, which I kind of loved, is he really cares. Yeah. You know, that wasn't just about, you know, I've been hooked, it's all about me. He was, he really cares about performing well, playing well, doing well, playing football, and it's so easy to go, oh, they're all millionaires, they're all assholes. You know, if they have a bad game, just like, oh, bloody prima donnas, they don't care. He was devastated. Yeah, I, I can I can remember um, towards the end of Pochettino's era, yeah. he he struggled, didn't he? He really yeah, struggled. I know he had really, that injury, yeah. but... Yeah. And it I can was remember, the illness, I think, just yeah, took that's everything right. out of him. Yeah, that's right. But I, I can remember uh, when, he, when Mourinho took over, being at a few of the home games yeah. and thinking... He shouldn't be playing Dio. He just doesn't look right, you know. Yeah. But but now, but obviously we can fast forward. And obviously we're talking about the episodes we're watching. But you yeah. can see how much he like. You know, you can see. I think they focused on that because yeah. I'm hoping that by sort of eight or episode eight or nine, You're we can see, see the, him we see the, the turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, see I the agree. turnaround. Yeah. Um, we we got to see the ball boy incident, which by the way I'd completely forgotten. I loved that. I loved that. Everything about that was great. The kid, such a smart thing to do, and then got rewarded for it, which I loved. Jose made an absolute fuss of him. And the side, the whole squad were really nice to him as well, which was great. Yeah. Of course, they're not exactly going to be like, stuff off, kid, whilst Amazon are there. Yeah, completely. (laughs) But do you know know what's brilliant as well? This this plays into Mourinho's hands as well. So they'll they'll do an edit of him saying to Sergio Rier, you need to attack more. Second half, second half he scores and he sets up a goal. And it's like... it's almost like he is the genius, and you don't. Yeah, you probably didn't hear about the other ten minutes he was saying all the other things he was saying to yeah. all the players. No, no, I, no, I, I did think that as well. Which is, this show's obviously been edited to put everybody in the best light they can. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Tottenham were never going to allow a show to air that made them look like complete morons who yeah. didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, the editing of that was put together like almost like a montage of Serge Aurier. Serge, we need you to do this. This is a change we're going to make. Okay, boss. Dun dun dun. <laughs> what a goal. Yay, we're all the best. You know? Um, so, yeah, that was kind of thing. Uh, Jose talking to Delhi was interesting as well. Um, the, the kind of. Uh, Meeting with Delhi, just mm. talking to him, explaining to him, I, what he said to him about you know I don't know what's changed. I, I could almost see on Delhi's face a kind of like, damn, he's called me out. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel that as well? Yeah, and and 
he he was like for Mourinho, he was being quite diplomatic. But yeah. He was he was kind of saying, and I I see, I see what he means because I mean I presume you follow him, Delhi on Instagram do, yeah. and social yeah, media, yeah. and sometimes like especially during uh, you know when they're out when they're uh, when the season's ended and he goes yeah. on his holidays, he just looks like you know someone who just loves the. Uh, loves the life like the lifestyle yeah. being wealthy and that and and I, and I appreciate that instagram and social media like we said earlier being like social media can sometimes give a yeah. different picture than what things really are but you get the feeling by what you can see that he's a bit of a party boy away from football that's, and that's I, how and, it looks definitely. yeah and, and i think Mourinho was kind of just trying to say look you need to what, what do you want what, what's more important to you what's more yeah. important to you like being the being a football player or being this this sort of stylish party well, he, boy, well, wealthy said, party boy, you know? When he when he said to him about, you know, yesterday I was twenty. Yeah. That that kinda of hit home to me a little bit as well. I was like, Oh, thanks for that, Jose. That's yeah, that's kind yeah. of I, I feel like that with my daughter. It's like yesterday she was born. Oh no, she's like year eight at school, you know, thirteen years old going on. Yeah, yeah frightening. Um but that's episode two for me. That's all my notes for episode two. Did you have any more? No, no, I think we covered it, mate, didn't we? Yeah. So episode three kicks off with losing the Man United. Um, what was interesting in that is they kind of just like went Tottenham lost their first game to United, showed the goals and stuff, and then it, the focus was actually on the like post match reaction and the kind of analysis going on. Um, what did you think about Kane just like jumping in just to throw everybody under the bus? Yeah, but but you know what that that it it was one of those moments where. It felt awkward, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, but then, thought... but you, but you want that, don't you? Like, and, yeah, and I think that's the yeah. thing with Kane. Like, he is such. He's got such a fire in his belly that he's had since he was like a youngster. Yeah. I think it sounds like since he's got rejected by Arsenal. Since he's had yeah. since that, he's got this fire in his belly, and yeah. and and I, and you can see how much of a winner he is. And yeah, he just he's, he's gonna he's gonna. He'd rather air that than yeah. stay quiet. Like, and, yeah. and I loved it. I loved it. As awkward as yeah. it looked, I'm the I same. Loved it. I'm the same as you. I kind of watched it like, oh, that's so awkward. I, yeah. I, I, I like it, but if I was in that room, I think I'd want the world to swallow me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something else in this episode. Um, I mean, obviously we've got the win against Burnley, the five 0 win, and Sonny's goal. That was phenomenal. I loved being reminded of that. Everything yes. about that was great. Awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. that. See from different angles as well. Jan Vertonghen talking about his contract, and I mean, knowing now that he's left us, I was kind of like, oh, "I'm not crying, you're crying. I'm not crying, yeah, you're crying." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the guy. He talks. He talks about Tottenham like it's part of his family. Did you mm. feel that as well? Yep. It's like, "Oh, dude, stop! You're killing me." Absolutely, and he even yeah. says, "Oh, you know, by the time this airs, hopefully I'll know where I am." I'm like, "Dude, you're killing you're me! Here. Stop! <laughs> stop! You're killing me!" Um, watching that progress because I know there's the game coming up. It's got to be in the next few episodes where he's sat on the bench looking like he's going to burst into tears. And I, I don't want to relive that. I hope they've edited that out. I want to forget that ever happened. Yeah. Uh, but his his goal against Wolves, that was a great thing to remember that I'd forgotten all about. Um, Toby's new deal brought back the memories of me and you podcasting and the news breaking about 20 minutes into us recording. Um, after spending the best part of a year telling everyone who thought he might sign a new deal to shut up, ain't the idiots? <laughs> yeah, which was hilarious. Um, was you not? Was you not a, a little disappointed with with that, how that was covered? Because I appreciate that he said in yeah. he said before he signed it that he realised he had another kid on the way and he was all settled. But yeah. I would have liked to have 
because I, w- I was always under the impression that it was Mourinho that convinced him to stay. I so- think it was. I, I, I believe, again, you know, they're editing episodes here for 45, 50 minutes. I, I still stand by the fact that, because you saw a little clip of him in one of the episodes where he says about, you know, Jose Mourinho joining a how over the moon he was. He always wanted to work with him. Yes, yes. And first one. I, I remember, and... The night Pochettino was sacked, he was on international duty. He couldn't stop smiling. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that relationship had gone the, the way of the dodo. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff out there about that. But I think Jose arriving, that was it. That was kind of like, I've always wanted to work with this guy. I'm settled here. The family's settled here. Perfect. I don't mm. have to leave to go and work yeah. with the guy, you know? Yep, yep. Um, so that brings me to Christian Eriksen. Something got said in this episode, right? And I'm, I know there's going to be more about Ericsson in the next episode, I think. Um, but Daniel Levy talking to Jose Mourinho. You know, Christian Ericsson comes in, says hello to them both. And they're like, oh, hi, Chris. And he's like, he's an enigma because we don't know what's happening. You know, his agents aren't talking to us. We literally have no idea what we're doing. And I was kind of like, how in the hell does that happen? How do you not just sit him down and go... Chris, ring your agent. <laughs> you yeah, know what did, I mean? It's did, like... Didn't it feel because like Levy said, like Levy, him, they were sitting down, and Levy went, yeah. "Can you try one more time with him?" Yeah, and it yeah. was like, like Levy, aren't you the chairman? Like, yeah. like it was yeah. almost like he was talking to the kit man who really likes him. He's like, "Oh, yeah. go on, Jose, can't you just have one more word because we really like yeah. him here." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it was really it was weird, weird, wasn't it? I, yeah, I find that really weird. I, it's kind of like I have this kind of image in my mind of this big corporation and this big structure, and then all of a sudden it felt like my Sunday league team when I was a yeah. kid you know oh don't let him go and join the local rivals oh you he gets on well with you you go and have a chat with him <laughs> can if you can persuade him <laughs> it's like these guys are getting paid millions on multi-year contracts and it's all boiled down to oh go buy you know buy him a beer and see if he'll stay it's, it's like, mad what? isn't it it's mad that was, that was weird it felt yeah. weird but Jose like yeah I can give it a go <laughs> yeah what yeah, the hell yeah yeah um but the thing that they were talking about this and then they had this clip from Ericsson Man, I don't know whether he was just... You know, he said about he wanted to try something different. That guy sounds completely um, out of it with football, not just Tottenham. Did you find that? Like, he sounds completely jaded. He referred to himself as, like, a commodity, property. Mm. You know, know, it's got to be the only industry in the world where people can just make stuff up about you without, you know, without any recourse. Um, You know, but then something hit me later on. This was around the time that stupid rumour was going around about him and Jan Vertonghen. Of course, yes. And it, and I'd completely forgotten about it. And I wrote my notes like, you know, Ericsson looks completely jaded. He looks, you know, but that, that line, people can write whatever they want and there's no, you know, no comeback. They can make up anything. That was right then, wasn't it? Right it was, before, it was yeah. really weird because, like, obviously Mourinho didn't want to play him because... They didn't know whether he wanted to well, study. Well, he, made, he made it clear. Yeah, his but head he just, right. yeah, but it, 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 you, you almost like, like we always obviously know it's in the past and we know what's happened yeah. since. But you just think, get out! Just, yeah. you, you, you're not good there. You know, you're yeah. not like. He, he, and and I know you spoke about it. We've spoken about it before. How you know we could have, we could I suppose could have made a lot more money for the sold yeah, before. Yeah. But seeing seeing it in the flesh almost yeah. makes that point your point even more more. Uh, you know, yeah, not more yeah. prevalent why, and more yeah, kind of why accurate. Did we let, why did we let it get to that? He, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have been. So... He shouldn't have been there. 
Yeah. You know, so, but like you could see, like he was around his teammates. He was fine. You know, he wouldn't like yeah. he was sat in a corner sulk all the time. But you just just catch him like there was like they were sat for a meal, I think, and they were watching the TV. That's and he right. turns around to Jose and asks like about Frank Lampard. He sort of says, "Oh, was he was he a good player?" Mm-hmm. And Jose like, "Oh yeah, no," answers him. And Eric's like, "Oh okay." And, yeah, and you just yeah. he just looks sad. You know, you, I, I, I you know, well, the time he left, I was kind of like, oh, f off. You know, yeah, I've had enough yeah, of you. Yeah. In watching this, I want to go hug the bloke. Are you yeah. all right? <laughs> Are and, you and, okay? you, and you know what? Kind of makes your point even more valid, Sam. Is yeah. he's really struggling in Milan. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's that was what my mind came back to, which is they want to sell him. Yeah. He's been there since January, and he's on the transfer market. It's like everyone's talking about him leaving him. Mm. I. His head's not right, is it? No, something's... Those press stories, I think that really upset him. I I think that... And the fact that, like he said in this documentary, people can say whatever they want and there's no... There's no comeback. There's Mm. no, like... You know, why is that fair? And he just looks so jaded, referring to himself as property. And, you know, I'm like, damn, if that's how you're feeling about football, dude, retire. You're wealthy. Yeah, yeah, you know, don't, completely. Don't, don't put yourself through this. You know, we'll get some mental. I just, you know, I, I generally, I mean, we're going to see him more in the next episode. And, you know, it, they seem to focus on him a bit in this episode, like the fact they were bringing him on and he was, you know, doing quite well. They talked about how he's provided the most assists for Tottenham in the Premier League year. That's right. And that's why, you know, that's why we didn't want to lose him. I mean, and we do miss that without a shadow of a doubt. But, um, yeah, I I find that really tough. Um, Being reminded of the Chelsea loss I could have done without, by the way. Yeah. Do you know what? It's... And Son's um, red card. It's it's one of those... I'm trying to think of an example, but but seeing Sonny sad is is something that's just... Not it's like right. Bambi's mum dying. Yeah, that's, that's what I was that, I'm about. glad you thought. Uh, no, no. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to think of something that that you know you just it just doesn't work. And no. t- Sonny's like he just that shouldn't be a sad face no. on that face. You know no, that guy should be smiling all the time. And anyone who <laughs> makes Sonny unhappy should be shot. Yes, that's completely. a rule, absolute rule. <laughs> we start that referee um, off, shall we? <laughs> we talked about the the um, we talked about the editing of this. They didn't mention the racism incident in that game at all. No. No, the I allegations. Yeah, I think that's probably for the best, I think. It, it possibly is, but I was kind of like, when this documentary was announced and these things happened throughout the season, I was kind of like, it's going to be interesting to know what that was like behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, I'd love to know how Daniel Levy was behind the scenes, like, because I bet he would have been, I want to know who I was doing that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. He'd, he'd have been yeah. straight onto the security camera guys going, mm. if this is true, I want to know who was doing it, and they are gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Again, you know, the allegations were pro- not proven, so why would you cover it? You know, it's, it's like you know, why would you cover someone? Oh, this person did this to me. No, they didn't. Oh, okay. You know, you don't cover it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sure. I do yeah. get it, but I kind of would have loved to have just known because I bet there would have been some anger. You know, yeah, and, and a few of the players, a few of the Tottenham players, must have been a little bit uneasy about it as well. You know, we got a fair few players in there who would have been going. Was there that noise? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're bound the to be talking about it, aren't they? Yeah, so may- maybe there might be some aftermath of it again, but I, I think they've obviously cleared that and they're not going to touch on it. But um, overall, I mean, that's my last note for the third episode, by the way. Um, but overall, watching the three, I was dreading it, and I've not been. There's nothing in there that I look at and go, people are going to have a pop at us about this because it's just kind of. One of the things that really hits me is they they care. 
a lot of them really care and you can see it and that's made me feel better about things if that yeah. makes any sort yeah, of sense yeah completely i mean and that's that's the thing you know we've had how many times have we, we, we me and you spoken on, on the podcast and said i wonder what's been said between them in the dressing yeah. room or i wonder how yeah. and it's it's just nice isn't it to see an insight and to, and yeah. to see and and it's going to change people's minds on things and and a, and, a, and a perfect example is probably ericsson because yeah you know we we when he left, like you said, I couldn't wait to get get no, rid of I him. And I, yeah, I had really bad done. feelings towards him, but but then, yeah. but when you when you watch it, when you watch 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 it, and you see it like just a human being going through what he's going through, and yeah. it does put up a bit different perspective. It really does, and it, it, it and and that's why I mean I I said to you loads of times that I wasn't going to watch it, and to yeah. be fair. Probably one of the main reasons I've watched it is because you've made me because you should, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't did. talk about the podcast, I so yeah. I, I haven't had a choice, Sam. You know, no, but, I know. But, but I'm glad. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I have. Good. And 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 it's um, look. I'm not saying I'm not saying the results are irrelevant that you see like the Chelsea one and the Man United no, because it still no. brings back. A, but it, it's almost like it's not about that. You know, it's no. it's not about like no, the, it, the good it, thing is. Look, I know we didn't qualify for the Champions League. I know the first three episodes they talk a lot about qualifying and catching Chelsea a lot of that focuses yeah. on that and obviously we don't that doesn't happen and we get the Europa League but at least like it wasn't the worst season it could have been a lot worse and I think if, if it had been like and I know this is an extreme example but the Sunderland one for example I mean can mm. you imagine being a Sunderland fan you could not ignore the results could you you'd be like no this no. is just dreadful we've, we've got relegated and, and as much as I'm trying to just focus on seeing what the players are like and stuff yeah. this is just, but at least with us it, I, again I'm not saying the results are irrelevant but no, no, we, it not. takes the pressure it's... off worrying about the results because we know at the end it wasn't the worst you know no I know and it, it also, I think, puts a little bit of perspective into Jose's reaction to qualifying for the Europa League on the last day. Yes. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, Jose Mourinho, look how far he's fallen. He's celebrating sixth. You, after just three episodes, you can see the challenges. And we all know we've got the injury crisis is going to be hitting oh, in episodes God. four, five, yeah. and six. Yeah. And COVID happens. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know you can already see the challenges he's dealing with now and right now is probably was quite a good time yeah of it. completely so no yeah. wonder the guy celebrated like an absolute loon at the end yeah um yeah, yeah. because he probably felt it was, celebration was probably more just oh thank god that's over yeah yeah you know but um yeah so i'm looking forward to watching the next few uh they are released on monday uh, as a little heads up it would appear that, and I don't know whether Amazon will correct this, but basically, obviously, we're an hour behind Europe, and Amazon uh, Prime is broadcast all across Europe, and the series went live at midnight, which meant 11pm Sunday, the episodes went live. <laughs> now, whether that happens again this Sunday, I don't know, but if you're still awake and you're looking, 11pm on Sunday, but if not, they'll be there available for you the following morning. Uh, that's episodes four, five, and six. We will be back next week talking about those episodes and talking about any other developments going on at our glorious and crazy club. Uh, until then, everybody, take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. Yeah.